I want to scream from the rafters every time I talk to a client going, what the heck are we doing? Let's try and solve the problem. And if we're going to try and get to solve the problem and get to behaviors, we got to focus at the social environment and the leadership environment. Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman back for another episode of Creativity and Compliance. Say hello, Ronnie. Hello. So, Ronnie, uh, one of the things that has struck me about your work is that coming from the improv community, many of the strategies and tactics, even techniques I've heard you talk about you used and the improv community uses really apply directly to compliance and compliance professionals in communications. And initially, I don't think many compliance professionals see that as either self-evident or obvious, but one of the main strategies you guys use in improv is something called yes and. And what a brilliant phrase for a compliance officer to use. So how does yes and apply to compliance? Yeah, so I love this topic. I, I, for those of you who don't know me, I started out in um, the improv community and spent 10 years to no great acclaim as a performer and uh, touring around with an improv and sketch comedy troupe. And the philosophies behind improvisation are so wonderful. If you ever meet uh, some, if you met someone who's studied as an improv, um, they're the most interesting, empathetic, thoughtful, uh, collaborative, good listeners kinds of people because the, the, the philosophies and training that improvisers do have a great application to the business world and I think uh, even uh, a tighter application to ethics compliance. So let's start with like a little primer about yes and. If, if you've ever, if you've not heard this phrase, the moment you Google it, it pops up everywhere. You know, most of the famous people who come out of the Second City and Olympic Upright Citizens Brigade, you know, Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Um, a lot of people have written books about yes and. It's the, the most famous rule of improvisation. So let's talk about it. Uh, on stage, if you have an ensemble of people who are going to get a suggestion from the audience and do the make em ups, right? You know, they're going to make up comedy and theater on stage without a script. The way they do that is not necessarily everybody thinking about all their funny lines. Um, what they, how they do that is you have to put yourself in service of everybody else on stage. You know, even though we, we talk about improv being made up, we actually spend a lot of time working on our, think of your body as a, as the instrument and, and we can tune our instrument, right? And the way we tune our instrument is we, we get out of our heads and we put ourselves completely in service of our castmates. Tom, if you're on stage with me, whatever you say, I'm going to support it 100%. And I know that whatever you, whatever you say, you know that I'm going to support it 100%. It's very freeing. So someone has to make a statement. Uh, hey, I saw your new, uh, uh, you started a new podcast. The other person doesn't go, no, we're not doing a podcast. We're, uh, I thought we were driving a car. That stops the scene. You have to drop your idea, whatever your idea was implicitly agree to the premise on stage 
and add one thing. Hey, we're doing this podcast. That's great. I find that so interesting because you have such a weird voice. And you might have been thinking something completely different. So you have to drop your idea, agree to that thing, add one thing. And that's how you build comedy on stage without a script is you're just doing it brick by brick, piece by piece. And what you have to do on stage to be successful at that is not be in your head thinking about all the stuff that you have and you're going on. Like what, some of that is like the funny idea or and some of that is judgment. Like, oh, I have this great thing and Tom just ruined it. Or I don't know what to say now. And then, oh, that's not funny. Like all that noise, you got to quiet it by just focusing and listening. And they always say, listen like a thief, right? Listen like a thief. You got to focus on your partner listen to their watch their body language listen with your whole body so that you're picking up on all the social cues then you agree and add one thing drop your idea agree and what happens is you end up building something together that you could never build yourself it's a very inclusive philosophy it's a very collaborative philosophy and it, as you could probably tell great applications to the ethics and compliance space um so let's talk about the first one um i'll say uh it's let's talk about professional development so as a as a communicator compliance is often known as the office of no right the, everyone the finger wag like can we do this no can we do this no you'd be surprised you know in compliance and outside of compliance how many people start their sentences with the word no it drives me crazy because it's such a defensive, reflexive thing, like no stops action, and yes, you know, the no is the is the brakes, and yes is the gas, right? Uh, so for compliance, don't think of the yes as agreement. Think of the yes as affirmation. Um, so if we're talking about your social skills and how you're interacting, let's just say you're interacting with an employee. Somehow you get them to come and ask you for advice, and hey, can I? You know, I, can I, can I do this? And you want to go, no, what are you thinking? You can't do that. But what you're doing is you're, you're sort of judging them and shaming them. So what you, you one thought is to yes. And your, your, your uh, communication is to go, oh, that's interesting. I understand that you want to, um, you know, do a side deal with this, with this client. Um, I'd like to offer another perspective. So you, you acknowledge their pain. You, you repeat back what they said is one way to acknowledge it. You smile, you nod. These are other ways to acknowledge, to affirm without agreeing and add one thing. I'd like to offer another perspective. Now you've never said no, and now you're solving problems together. Um, this is also great when you're interacting with your business colleagues. So look, big complaint about compliance, you don't get invited to the meeting. One of the reasons you don't get invited to the meeting is because they're the, they they don't want the no people. They don't want the negative Nancy, right? What do you what's your phrase? Dr. No Dr. The, no from the land of no. Yeah, that's right. Nobody who wants that in the room. So over time, you know, you have to be positive, helpful, collaborative. You have to understand the business and offer solutions that help them solve the problem in a compliant way. And I think over time you will get invited to the, you know, to the meeting and you will, and of course, when you're there, you have to add value. Um, and one way to do that is through this philosophy of yes and building solutions together, inclusive solutions, uh, positive solutions. 
And sometimes the answer is no, but come to that together because you want to teach people that you are a helpful, positive resource. There's another part to this that I want to talk about, but let me pause and get your reactions. So the technical term for all of this is soft skills. Sure. And it's why it's so critical is that's all you have as a compliance officer. You don't have the ability to say no, not never, because it's always a business decision and you always get your head jumped. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't help someone understand why their proposed solution might be more risky than the company can accept, or it could go down a path that the company would not be comfortable with. Um, if they don't understand it, they won't believe it. If they don't believe it, they won't do it. And so what you've just described is using an incredible skill to, as you said, two things, one jointly reach a decision together, but perhaps even more importantly, have the business person think, this was really my decision. I had an idea and I decided not to do it. And I sought counsel and I got good counsel for that. And if I have another question, I know where I can get good counsel now because they're not going to say no. They're going to help me make a decision. And I found that very powerful. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. There, I love, you know, I, I come from this, so the, from this background, so it's easier for me to kind of make the connections. But there are... Um, hundreds of exercises, uh, activities and exercises that you can do to, to, to help. These are muscles that can be built. Even the simple thing of, that we just talked about, if you start paying attention, the, the majority of people say no, because they often, if they do say yes, they say yes, but uh, there, there's all sorts of language that we use that isn't helpful to us. And it's, it's sort of negatively impacting our soft skills, whether we, whether we recognize it or not. I, I always give people that when I do, I do these workshops, I, we do teach compliance officers who, who, if that's interesting to people, um, we do workshops on this. Um, but one of the homework assignments is you try and go 24 hours without saying no. And there, again, there are times when no is appropriate. Should I run in the street? No. But the, 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 the point is to become aware of your communication and you'll start to hear it. You'll, you'll start to hear that word pinging all the time, whether, and it's unconscious. It's an unconscious thing. Uh, another one that you, I might have talked about before is the difference between the word should and could. Um, and there's exercises you could do to point out, you know, should is a very finger-waggy word, and nobody likes to be told what to do. Could offers possibilities. So anyway, I, I think it's a good organizing philosophy for communication and collaboration skills and leadership skills as well. The, the other thing I want to talk about more broadly is yes. And as a philosophy in your corporate communication, so not just your soft skills, I think, you, you know, to yes. And your ethics compliance program is, is a, a helpful thing. And what I mean by that is to be a value add, to make it simpler and easier for others to do the right thing simpler and easier for others to carry these messages forward on your behalf so again it's not you telling people be compliant it's us thinking about we're all in this together and us policing ourselves and us uh trying to help the business be as ethical and positive and compliant as possible so one of the ways to do that is is i uh, you know you hear me rant all the time about 
your training and communication should be short, thoughtful, and empathetic, and empathetic and easy to digest. Right. That's a one way of not pushing out what you need to say as a lawyer. It's giving them information that they can consume more easily because it's easier for them to digest it that way. Think about your audience first. So that's a, 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 a rationale for shorter, more frequent, more interesting communications. Same thing with training, obviously, something that, that's not how you need to push it out. Who cares about the law? Tell them what they need to do to make their job, to do their jobs more compliantly and why it's a benefit to them. Another is like uh, uh, in previous podcasts, we've talked about uh, getting leaders involved. And so, you know, make it easy for them to deliver the information. Uh, I, I give my clients uh, short commercials, short videos that they can give to leaders and say, hey, just play this, dirt, you know, once a month, once a quarter during your department meeting. Um, it's easy and it makes them look good because it's short and fun and it delivers the message or embed that commercial, give it to your friends in leadership development and have a, a compliance and speak up message in leadership training, in new hire and onboarding, on safety training, on product training, on sales training. There's other ways that you can integrate and embed in other solutions your yes and you know you, you you connect with the entire business so get involved in the functional areas give them something fun and let them um, you know uh, yes and their products with a better with a message that includes your product you know your, your products and services products being speak up you know and and your compliance messages and I guess the other would be like you know, packaging up solutions like meeting in a box, give the leader a, a short video with a facilitator guide that makes it really easy for them to deliver that without too much effort. So again, you're finding ways to attach to what they're all doing, make them look good. And so then they're all part of those solutions. What do you think? Uh, I think these are, are great um, ideas and advice and when you can talk about, there are actually exercises you can do. There are things you can do to create the muscle, to make the muscle stronger, and then to give that muscle memory so you don't have to think about it when you're doing it is what professionals want and more often need so that you can learn these strategies and techniques. You can practice them and you can use them. And maybe one day you want to go up on stage. <laughs> I, I, I you know I'm not even joking. Like you should, if you're, it's even, even if it's scary to you, take an improv class. Now, most of the improv classes are going to be about comedy and theater. So you'll have to pull some of these lessons out of them, but there are corporate workshops too. If you want something hyper-focused for you, uh, uh to me, improv, Im improvisers always agile, thoughtful, collaborative, great listeners, great collaborators. It's, it, these are muscles that, that atrophy over time. You can work at them. But regardless, it's a nice philosophical mindset to build psychological safety in your organization. I mean, what's more of a psychologically safe environment than a group of comedians on stage who don't know what's going to happen and they have to put their comedic lives, you know, on, uh, uh, at risk every night relying on their peers. They work at creating an environment where they trust each other, they support each other, and they do that over time through some of these techniques. 
So yes, and your compliance programs, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of well, Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and yes leave and a review. Learnings or entertainment, or maybe just want to connect with you, what would be the best ways for them to do so? Yeah, well, on social media, I'm Ronald Feldman, uh, uh, Learnings and Entertainments. That's learning with an S and entertainment with an S. What a, it's the best URL I could get for that long name. But learningsentertainments.com. Happy to talk to you about it anytime. Ronnie, thanks so much. I look forward to continuing this conversation. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This is Tom Fox again. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Creativity and Compliance. I've linked to lots of information on Ronnie and his company, Learnings and Entertainment, in the show notes. So if you'd like any more information on the topics of this podcast, please check out the links in the show note. Creativity and Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>